Before we get to today's episode, I just wanted to shout out our partners over at WagerWire. Dynasty Football Talk is powered by WagerWire. WagerWire is a first-of-its-kind app where you will be able to buy and sell your previously placed sports bets, jump in and out of futures all season long, cash in on those parlays before they bust, and trade game, game lines right up to the buzzer. This is going to change sports betting forever. Follow them on Twitter at WagerWire for all sports talk and Twitter spaces for fans by fans. The app launches next year. Be the first to have it by dropping your email at wagerwire.com. Gather around. It's time to pick the draft order. So, this is how we're going to do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is on the count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, oh, wow. There it this is. This is really exciting. Number oh, four. Number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother Congratulations. But that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You, you didn't even pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Welcome to DFT. Dynasty Football Talk Podcast with my guys, Paul Edgington and Derek Cook. Let's get it. Welcome in to this week's episode of Debbie Football Talk. Rejoined by my trusty co-host, not so trusty on the software last week for us, Derek Cook. Derek, glad to have you back this week. Feeling a lot better now. I'm glad to be back. I'll say it again, man. Uh, being by yourself, I got to give you give you credit. Um, hell of a time. I know that damn squad cast didn't didn't work out too hot for us. We've used it in the past, and it it did. And then last week when we used it, it I mean, normally we had some like technical issues on our part, but this last week I don't know what what happened. Whatever it was, it wasn't on us. Yeah, because, I mean, I've never had problems with it, and my mic was disconnecting and reconnecting, it seemed like, every couple minutes. So, But glad to be back. You did a hell of a job by yourself. I'd give you a round of applause, man. Um, I know it's, it's, it's a lot easier to, when we're bouncing ideas back and forth, going down rabbit holes. It's hard to go down rabbit holes on yourself. So It is. It's hard to find them. Right, right. I usually locate them, and then I start digging, and you're like, oh, you gold! Well, I so, see what you found here, yeah. See, right, going to China. I'll but, hop in. Um, I'm glad to be back, man. I'm, hopefully we can always, you know, be on here together. I know shit comes up, stuff happens, but I'm glad to be back. I'm excited about these games coming up today or later this evening, whatever. So, I'm yeah. ready. Recording this in the very wee hours of 3 a.m. on New Year's Eve. So, we got some football in about 13 hours. The Wolverines <clears throat> kick off our... Journey to the Natty, hopefully. 4.30, right? 4 o'clock, actually. 4 o'clock. At least last I saw. Who knows? I know the last state game's at 8, and that's, that's the one. That's the more competitive game that should I'm banking be. on. Should be, yes. Come I just, I know I've griped about it the last week or so, but damn, it sucks we can't bet on these games. I know, I know. It's... At least we'll get the New Year's 6. We'll get to throw down some money on those. But and I the Natty. That will be troublesome if one or both of our teams make it. I, I'm. I mean, I know that nothing's a lock, but 
I'm fairly confident Michigan makes it. I know last time I looked, Michigan was like seven and a half point favorites. And I think that Georgia last I looked was like six and a half. Yeah, I don't think the lines have moved at all yet. They might I, move later today. But. I, I think Michigan and Georgia is a, good, a pretty good uh, route to go. Although I have been reading a lot of uh, the stuff surrounding the Georgia-Ohio State game. And um, I know Georgia's not taking Ohio State. Uh, Very seriously? No, they are taking us seriously. Oh, they are? Yes, because hmm. I, I was reading something that Ohio State had faced, uh, was it five or six top 25 defenses, and Georgia had only played two. Hmm. And one, the best one they played was like number I'm sorry, maybe it was top 50 defenses. Might have been top 50. Because the best one they played was supposedly Kentucky. And mm. they were like overall number 26. Yeah. So, and they 16 to 6. And Ohio State comes in as the 31st, analytically 31st best defense in the country. So. Interesting. We'll, we'll see. Stetson Bennett seems to think that we have advantages all over the field. So, we'll, we'll see. That's just him just blowing smoke. He knows, you know, he's turning around talking shit to his team. Like, yeah, they ain't shit over there on that side. <laughs> These fuckers, they got blown out by Michigan. Yeah, one wide receiver. Is, is Travion Henderson playing or is he done for the year? No, he's out. I didn't think I didn't think he was playing. Well, I don't know if he's, he's been, he's out for this game. So I don't know if we make it further if he's still going to be ruled out. But I know that <clears throat> Mayan Williams uh, last week, Took all the first team reps and was worked pretty hard in practice, and he was also coming back from I think a knee injury. And um, Dallin hated. I was really excited to see him against Michigan, but we didn't see him as yeah, much as I thought he'd train him and play more. It didn't make sense to me considering Dallin hated and just came off like a, a, a huge game. game. Yeah, um, and train him is uh, he's a he was a running back at Arizona State, but we transferred. He converted to linebacker. Right. Now it's kind of like backward steel chambers. Yeah. Just taking up. Trick out of Jim Harbaugh's playbook with playing linebacker and running back. Absolutely. It's working out for both of them. <clears throat> Big Ten thing. But uh, I, I know that <clears throat> Mayan Williams was supposed to talk to the media, but he had taken the day off because he had worked so hard at practice the day before. And Trainum actually spoke to the media, to the media, and obviously that was a big deal. <clears throat> they were asking about Mayan, and everybody was reassuring that Mayan is fine. He's just, he's just tired. So, But I think that might be something to keep an eye on because if we can't establish a run game, it it's probably be a long, long game. game. Yeah, I found <clears throat> Michigan found that out last year. Right. So, but looking at a DraftKings sportsbook at the lines right now, Michigan is seven and a half point favorite. So, so they moved it down. Think. It was eight when it opened. Last, last I looked, yeah, it was seven and a half. Uh, so I hadn't moved. Georgia's <clears throat> a six point favorite. Okay, it's come down. It was six and a half. And interesting, uh, USC is only a two point favorite over Tulane. So I, I know where my money is might Caleb be going. Williams not playing? Jordan Addison As far as not I know, playing? he is. I don't think Addison is, but... <clears throat> is that the, the only, only it, guy missing? As far as I know. Like, I mean, there like, might be some defensive guys. Like Debbie guys that we're thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Interesting <clears throat> enough, they already have lines for the potential national championship matchups. So if it's TCU and Georgia, Georgia would be a 15.5 point favorite to open. Michigan and Georgia... Georgia would be a seven and a half point favorite. Ohio State, Michigan. I'll save that for last. Ohio State, TCU. Ohio State would be a ten and a half point favorite. And Ohio State, Michigan. Somehow, some way, 
Ohio State would be a three-point favorite. Make See, that, that make that, sense. That, that makes that make, to me that makes absolutely no sense. It's kind of the same thing. How like Ohio State currently is a six-point underdog to Georgia, but if the national championship game Georgia against Michigan, Georgia's a, they say seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get uh, whatever. Michigan gets <clears throat> zero respect. I, you guys get your flowers, man. You beat Ohio State the last two years and been in the playoffs the last two years. It, as a Michigan and, fan, you know, it infuriates me being in you know a bunch of chats and stuff. But then people you, have been shitting on you Michigan. Get to puff out your chest because you guys play great underdogs. We do, but then the sports books shit on us like that. Somehow we kicked your guys' teeth in and drug you through the alley, and yet we're gonna be just, underdogs. Just, what two months later? That just means you win more money if you bet on them. Oh, yeah, or if somehow we lose, I'm gonna lose a lot of money. I just thought that was interesting. I've never... And these are things that we need to look forward to because here in a day, we're going to be able to do this shit. I'm excited about it. I know that's a completely different subject away from Debbie, but I'm going to probably lose a lot of money. Yeah, January is going to be a record-losing month, I'd say, just because we're going to blow our loads way too fast and reload. Yeah. Especially with tax time coming up, buddy. Ooh, uh, ooh. I, I gotta, I gotta slow my roll a little bit. I'm trying to buy a house. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. I haven't seen, of course, not too experienced with sports books, but I've never seen. A I didn't know they would do potential like, matchups, right? Like that. That's already that's, out. that's cool. That's neat. That's different. But I don't. Numbers don't really make sense to me. No, I don't know. The numbers ain't mathing. No, they uh, they used the dumb calculator. They didn't do yeah. the T eight. What is it? The T eight four. That fancy shit that we used to have. All the TI-83. That one. They didn't have that. Yeah, the graphing calculator. Yes. Yeah, the expensive motherfucker. Sick. It was like yes. 200 bucks. But we'll move on from all the non-related Debbie bullshit. A rabbit hole. Ding, ding. Found gold. He's right behind me. Yeah, we got to cover that back up for now. Right. we got to get moving. We'll come back to that. But this week's episode, you know, with bowl <clears throat> season, a lot of Debbie guys not playing. There's not much to talk about. Uh, Texas. I watched the Texas-Washington game. Michael Penix. Looked iffy. He didn't look as good as he did all season. Uh, Quinn Ewers looked pretty good. Threw for 370 and one touchdown. Xavier Worthy looked decent. Dropped a few balls. No Bijan Robinson seemed to hurt Texas a lot, though. Yeah, that offense was struggling without Bijan. I'm sure Sark will get all the ducks in a row. You know, he's got Jadon Blue, the talented true freshman, then Cedric Baxter Jr., another talented true freshman coming in. This upcoming season, so could form a nice little tandem there. But the running backs they used and their game plan was absolute dog shit. It was not pretty at all. So as of right now, I'm a little bit worried about how they're going to look next season. If this is their running game, they're going to have to roll out. Like I said, they're going to have talented backs. Hopefully, Sark will figure it out. And I think he will. He's, oh. he's a he's a he's a pretty offensive-minded coach, so I think it'll be all right. Be just fine. Oh, I'm right there with you. I, I believe in Sark. I, I believe in Sark, Quinn Ewers, Jatavian Sanders, and I'm getting there with Xavier Worthy. So, yes, sir. We'll He's no Tom Herman, that's for sure. That's damn straight. Damn straight. I watched um, the UNC Oregon game. It was a really, really fun competitive game to watch. Bo Nix looked pretty good. Drake May looked good as well. So that was something nice to see two 
quarterbacks, two good quarterbacks out there battling it out. Boy, Bo Nix coming back. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm more excited than I probably should be. And then I watched Oklahoma, Florida State. That was another fun one to watch, back and forth all game. Jordan Travis, man. I said he's my dark horse for Heisman a couple weeks ago. And I'm liking that even more and more after this game. Sticking to it. Sticking to it. I mean, they added Jaheim Bell. They added another tight end in the portal. I believe their whole offensive line's coming back. Trey Benson, Treshawn Ward, their backfield's coming back. All the receivers are coming back as well, at least the main guys. So adding Jaheim Bell to that mix. And then they also have a five-star receiver coming in, Hakeem Williams. So that'll be another weapon. It's just things are looking up in Tallahassee. That is for sure. And Jordan Travis has made amazing strides over the last couple of years. Just really progressed compared to what he was as a freshman. And I think he's only going to get better. So you don't think Caleb Williams goes back-to-back? I don't think so. I would... I would root for it because I love Caleb Williams, but I just don't think the odds are in his favor to do that. I I, I agree with you. I, I, I think that <clears throat> they'll never let it happen again. No. I don't think so either. So it'll be it'll be difficult unless they go They'd have to go thirteen and zero and right. he puts up identical stats if not better. It'd have to be it'd have to be better. The odds just aren't in his favor, I don't think. Right. But, this week's episode, we will be doing our first Debbie Mock without the 23 class and with the 2026 class included. So, freshmen such as the Golden Boy, Arch Manning, uh, Malachi Nelson, Makai Lemon, uh, Cedric Baxter Jr., all these freshmen coming in, we will have them in the pool. It'll be interesting to see how many of them get drafted, if any. I did see another mock draft from the Debbie dashboard, and I believe only Arch Manning was drafted, and it was like 310, and they did, at least on this, I believe they only did three rounds that they showed us. So it'll be interesting to see where these freshmen land. I know I dove into them quite a bit so far. I don't think you're as deep in as me, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, no, I don't know exactly where I'd put. I mean, you get past... Arch Manning and Malachi Nelson, and I'm not necessarily like sitting in stuck water, but you know, I don't know if I would. I don't know how many rounds we're doing. If we do like three rounds, I don't know if there's many more after those that I would draft that highly. Yeah, we'll try to pump out three, but we'll at least get through two. At least. But we'll cut the shit and get to it to get as many picks in as possible. Uh, you had the first pick on our Debbie episode for a 23 rookie mock. So I'll take the lead on this one. And I'll just take the no-brainer. Caleb Williams. Self-explanatory. He's been my overall dice Debbie asset for the past year already. Continues to be that way. And I apologize, but I did miss the format. We're doing super flex. PPR. Six-point passing touchdown with tight end premium of 1.75. So... Uh, Here more than one and a half, so just a little bit more premium on these tight ends, boost their value down the down the board a little bit. I mean, Caleb Williams is the easy number one pick. This to me is where it gets interesting, and I think I might shock you a little bit. I go Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Second overall, a wide receiver. Yes, because I'm not. 
if we had did this, I think last time, did we do this before? We did, yes. Okay. But it included 23 guys. So, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. different landscape <clears throat> at that To point. me, like, I still love Quinn Ewers, and I think that was, it was either him or Quinn. I think Marvin Harrison's going to be a surefire fucking NFL wide receiver. He could I, be. I love me some MHJ. I really do. He can do everything, uh, arguably just as good as his dad did, and he's mm-hmm. 6'3", 6'4". I mean, he's the mo- probably one of the most polished wide receivers I've seen in college in a while. Can't be mad at the pick. Wouldn't have made it myself, but to each their own. I see why he did it. But I'll go ahead and take another quarterback and Drake May. I still have Drake May over Quinn Ewers. So, from the sounds of it, you have Quinn over him. Currently, at least. So, I. who's your next pick? Let me guess. Quinn Ewers. Okay. Golden, I golden mullet. I would have won some money on that bet. Yes. So, I love that pick. And this is the way, in my eyes, Superflex draft should go. First three out of four, quarterbacks. I love it. I know I've seen, so I saw one other one, and I don't think it was as quarterback heavy this early. So it's definitely different so far. I mean, if we're playing super flex, the, the top-end, high-end tier quarterbacks need to go immediately, in my opinion. The only reason I feel like I took Marvin Harrison is because I I just like him over the, those two quarterbacks. I can see why you do, just about how you want to what you want to add to your Debbie pipeline coming up. Right. And then I'm, I'm sure wide receivers have a higher hit rate, possibly. I don't know. Just I, talking I would, out I of my assume, ass. assume, yeah. They are also a lot easier to replace. Exactly. And that's why I went two quarterbacks, because if Caleb Williams goes first overall and Drake May goes third overall, you could trade gold right there. Right. They're... Like you said, the replacement value as well as just their value in general, you should be able to move two quarter, uh, one of the quarterbacks for more than Marvin Harrison. Should. You should. Yes. But we'll move along to 105. This is where it's going to get a little bit tricky. I think I know you're in one here. I am. I'm going to play into the tight end premium. Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers. Yeah, I knew that was coming out. It made money. So I'll go ahead and. So at 1.75, we discussed it on a Dynasty episode earlier this week that released. It just seems like 1.75 really gives them that true premium compared to anything lower. So I'll buy into that, and I'll go ahead and take Brock Bowers. That is an absolute monster at the tight end position and has a very bright future. He best prospect since Kyle Pitts, maybe even a better one, given what his body what type. What he's done. Exactly. Just overall playing the tight end position. He's a better blocker than Pitts. Right. So we'll go ahead. I think that's a great pick. If he was there, my, my, if he was there now, that's who I was taking. I, I love Brock Bowers. I've, you know, kind of talked him up a lot. Um, you know, hit you with the old led the SEC in receiving touchdowns. Not this past, not this year, but the year before. Uh, I'm sure he's got over. I think he's got ten or eleven, maybe twelve receiving touchdowns this year. I mean, he's had himself a hell of a year this year too. And you are putting your money where your mouth is because you took him at what, 1, 10, 11, or 12 in our Debbie draft last year. So yeah. it's not as high as a premium as 1.75, but. 1.75, and there was also 23. Yes. As well. 
<clears throat> you took him in the first top 12 picks with all the 23 guys, so. Right. You, you must like him or something. I, I like me some Brock Bowers. I, I really do. I, I feel like he's one of them tight ends that could come in and immediately contribute. Oh, yeah. If you get one of those. He's, he's He is very polished. In a tight end premium league like this, you're sitting pretty. Yeah, he's, he's, you have he, he's, he's NFL ready. Hmm. Hey, even though he's fallen down my rankings, I shouldn't say fallen down, but like I don't hold him as highly as I used to, I feel like I have to go Travion Henderson here. Yeah, I feel like we're getting a little bit of prospect fatigue with Travion. Now, yeah. I get he's been injured recently, so he hasn't been in the front of our minds or on our TVs. But just I feel like he's just like he's just out there. We kind of feel the same about Braylon Allen. Right. They're just out there. They're still hanging around the same rankings they were previously, but they're not being talked about. Yeah, I mean, um, again, you kind of hit it on the head. He's he's had a a few mishaps with the injuries this year, and then he's also when he was healthy. Um, I wouldn't say like 50-50, but he was splitting pretty good with mine, Williams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good, bad, whatever. He also wasn't taking hits, although he still got injured. But we still know what he is. He's electric. He can do it all. Great back. He might come back next year. And Mayan's gone after this year, I believe. So, yeah, it, Travion Henderson, maybe Dallin Hayden too, but it's Travion's backfield next year. Can't argue with that. I'll, I'll follow suit. Go running back. We'll go 2024 running back Raheem Rocket Sanders out of Arkansas. Would have loved to take Quashon Junkins or Nick Singleton here, but this is the little game you got to play in Debbie is which draft class do you want your assets to be in? I think he's as good as gone after this season as an early declare with what he's put on wax so far in his career, which has been very spectacular and great. I'd rather have running back a year earlier than waiting a year later. Absolutely. I I mean, I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, I I think that both Singleton and Judkins arguably are are going to be better, but you're also waiting, like you said, another year. And that also opens up the door to injuries. Exactly. Another year of risk, you're you're assuming. Right. You know, so I... I totally get it, and I was kind of playing that other part last time we did this because I think I took a 25 guy before a 24. I think I took mm-hmm. Singleton before. I don't know. It might have been Rocket Sanders last time, but I, I get both sides of the fence for sure. <clears throat> hmm. It, it, it's getting, to me, it's getting a little, a little bit different. Just I don't a little know bit. if... You can, you can feel the shift without the 23 guys at this yeah, point. That yeah, because <clears throat> there would be some like 23 guys that have filled in, or the, the guys that we've taken more or less were filling in where the 23 guys were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, And so now we've kind of run off the, <clears throat> the big names of the 24 guys, for the most part, in my opinion. Not all of them, but <clears throat> I'm probably going to go... I'm going to stick with it. Emeka Buka. Okay. Let's see where we brought the homer out tonight. You love Mecca Buka until we quit it. You and I have talked about it plenty of times. He's he did he can do everything JSN does, but better. And he's faster. Looks like he carries a, a you know, fifteen, twenty pounds more weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just put together better. He, he's bigger in every aspect. I I think Mecca Buka has a hell of a year next year. He had a hell of a year this year, but I think he really takes off next year. 
Yeah, he'll be much improved, I'd say. I think we'll see. He also him. got kick return and punt return, also. That's what I was about to say. He does have that ability, but I think we'll see him less in that role next year. Yeah, we'll he'll be. Else, yeah. He won't be possibly pulled off the field for JSN or Julian Fleming. He will be out there all the time, I assume. So I think we'll see. We'll see some improvement as an actual receiver, as opposed to just a playmaker and a guy in open space. Um, pause real quick though. Who? Who would you rather see be the OSU quarterback next year? Because we got Lincoln Kleinholz coming in, Devin Brown, who redshirted this year, and Kyle McCord. Who? Hmm. I mean, is it, like, is it pick a name out of a hat type thing? Like, it doesn't matter? Or do you have a favorite? I, I know mean, you're not an OSU fan, but, like, would you – who do you hold in the highest regard? It's not going to happen, but I really like the kind old kid. I, I, do. I dove a little bit deeper on him and looked up some more things and read some shit he said. And I really like him. He's got the moxie. Yeah. Because he had a quote, said, or not, don't direct quote me, but he did say something along the lines of, I could have went to UW, University of Washington, and got paid, or I can go to Ohio State and get developed and go pro. So his head's in the right place. Right. He's a competitor, very athletic. He can do it all, get you on the ground, very lively arm and talented. So the kids coming in day one wanting to win, wanting to play. Wanting to develop. Wanting to get to the NFL. Right. As he said, he could have went to UW and got paid and didn't get developed as well. I would like to see him be the starter, but with Ryan Day, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. I think he'll go with Kyle McCord. Kyle because he was a five-star and he's he's, a junior. He stuck around. Right. But Ryan Day seems like a <clears throat> loyalty type a loyal of type of fella. Yeah. And Kyle McCord stuck around through CJ Stroud, stuck around when Quinn Ewers was on campus. So I th- think McCord will probably be the safe bet unless he just does not look good whatsoever. I think it's even possible Devin Brown looks marginally better than him or as good as McCord and he's still gonna go with McCord. I agree with everything you've said. I I, I dug into Lincoln Kind however I can't I can never say his name. Kleinholz, whatever his last name is. I also did some digging in Devin Brown. They they, they remind me a lot of each other. They're both ex- extremely good two sport athletes. Devin Brown also played basketball and mm-hmm. he was dunking on people. So <clears throat> personally I love two sport athletes. If you can do if you can be very proficient at two sports, letter, blah blah blah, get recruited in two sports, you're you're more than just you're you're more than just an athlete, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but yeah, I I just figured I'd ask because get somebody's outside the OSU bloodline opinion. Uh, I loathe the day I have to see Lincoln Kindholds come out in the game and play against the Michigan defense. You that love would not be fun to defend. Yeah. Especially if Ryan Day finally evolves as a play caller and lets his quarterback go out there and, and run. run right. Which hopefully with this kid, he does and doesn't him try and to bottle Brown him up. Can both they both move. So hopefully that happens. Well, we'll see. Time will tell. You never know. He could come out there and blow the coaches away being a true freshman, looking good or almost as good as the veteran guys and maybe wins a couple starts or I think he, something. I think he hit the nail on the head. I think he comes in. He'll redshirt, same thing Devin Brown did. And then it'll, so it'll be between Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. Kyle McCord will probably one-year starter, like Dwayne Haskins-esque. Yeah, don't have to worry Maybe. about um, – I'm blanking on his name. It's right there in front of me. The 24 quarterback one that decommitted. Rayola. Dylan Rayola. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about him anymore coming in. So right now it's 
probably McCord for a year, maybe two. And then you're battling out with Devin Brown. So it's a very good choice by him to come to OCU and perfect timing for him as well. Right, and get that redshirt year. I mean, I'm, I'd be surprised if he doesn't redshirt. Yeah, I think nowadays it's automatic. If you don't play, you can play four, four games, games yeah. in four different games. And I think it's automatic now. It's not you're redshirting someone. If you play less than four games, I think NCAA automatically considers you a redshirt. Red right. Right. Because obviously Quinn Ewers did a redshirt. He dressed for one game. I know it doesn't meet the requirements, but obviously Ryan Day didn't set him down and say, hey, this is a redshirt year for you. But he's still considered a redshirt sophomore going next year. So Right. But back out of that damn rabbit hole. Love it, rabbit holes. And we are on pick 109. Back to me, it looks like. You took a Mecca. Hmm. I know who you're going. I'm actually going. You know where I'm going? So he said? Yeah. Uh, you don't, because I didn't even know I was going here until I brought up his name. I'm going to go Braylon Allen. Really? I am. He's kind of. In that dead space, like we talked about with Travion, really good freshman year. Not as good sophomore year, but still good. He still looked good out there on film. Wisconsin getting, just wasn't good this year. No, he's getting a overhaul of the offense in general, the whole team and culture going in there with Luke Fickle, Phil Longo coming over from North Carolina to be the OC. I'm excited what he is going to bring to the table next year. I think we're going to see more freshman year. Braylon Allen, the sophomore year. Did Wisconsin get a transfer or a uh, highly recruited quarterback commit too? They got two transfer quarterbacks. One was highly recruited, Nick Evers. That's which it. That's it. When he first went there, it was a little bit surprised. Then I settled down and thought logically that they're bringing in more of a vertical offense from North Carolina. And then today or yesterday, I think it was, well, now it's yesterday, Friday, uh, Tanner Mordecai. Committed okay. from SMU. He's on his sixth, seventh fucking I was, year. I was thinking about both then. So, going to be a little bit of a quarterback <clears throat> battle. Kind of worried for Nick Evers. That won't be the day one starter. But, we'll see. So, it's... But that should open up the offense plenty for Braylon Allen. I feel like they were mm-hmm. extremely handicapped and limited with the Graham Mertz back there. Yeah, I love the talent of Braylon Allen. He's... Which one running back? Big. He's he's a big fucking guy. Also, he was he was a linebacker guys, coming in. I would say also one of them guys that you know transferred from linebacker to running back. So he's built like a brick shit house. I think he's six two two twenty five. He can move like a slot receiver. He's right. got receiving chops. He's what he's could be a complete back at the next level. Not saying he'll be a workhorse, but that skill set you can throw him out there on any down and he can hurt you. Right. So that's. I like Braylon Allen. He just had a down year. Yep, and again, going with him over the possibly more talented Judkins and Singleton. Get him a year early. Give me the NFL production as soon as I can, unless it's a can't-miss prospect, and there's really no such thing nowadays because so much could happen in the next two seasons with being in college. So we'll toss it to you at 110. Mm, You threw me for a curveball there. You really did. Well, Where'd you think I was going? Xavier Worley. Or not so fast. Or Jatavion. He's a, he was a consideration, I will be honest. I was gonna say it's gonna be one of the Texas guys, but you didn't nah, I'm a pseudo Texas fan right now with Bijan 
who's leaving, Quinn, Jatavion, Xavier Worthy. Then they got the wide receiver I'm very high on. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but he'll be a freshman. Uh, Jonte Cook. He's coming in in 23. He's coming in 23. Him and Cedric Baxter Jr. Should be a nice freshman pairing on offense. And they also have Jadon Blue, a freshman from this past season. So I have lots of Debbie assets in Austin, Texas right now. You said Jonte Cook? Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, he Michigan was the runner-up to him, much like we were to Xavier Worthy. So. Goddamn Texas taking our big play receivers that we so desperately need. Hey, I, f- I feel your pain. Trust me. Bijan Robinson, buddy. <laughs> I feel your pain. Um, so, you know, moving on to, what am I, 112? 110. 110. Yep. Uh, Still man, at 110. Here to go Will Shipley. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, I'm sticking, man. I'm sticking to this gun, man. So, um, Why? it's supposed to be... Because I, st- I still see it. I still see it. I mean, I, st- I still like him. I, I not knocking your pick, but I am. I mean, Donovan Edwards, Juckin, Singleton. You're talking about guys that are going to be another year out. Uh, I'm right, but Donovan Edwards, no. Same class. So uh, I, st- I think I still hold Will well, Shipley above Donovan Edwards. Why? What is it about Will Shipley I just, I don't that know. Edwards doesn't have? They're, to me, they're very similar. They can do basically about the same thing. They're both able to hit the holes. They're both have good, great receiving chops. <clears throat> I just <clears throat> Will Shipley is like, <clears throat> you know, I like Bo Nix for you. It's Will Shipley for me. You know what I mean? Like that's my guy. I'm sticking to that gun. I'm hoping and praying that he turns into being like a CMC 2.0. They had 193 carries on the year, over five yards to carry, 15 touchdowns on the ground. I, I think he quietly had a great season. Quietly, yes. I feel like his freshman season was a lot louder, just yes, because, because he was he's a, a freshman. freshman. Yeah. But, he's uh, a do-it-all guy, and I, I just. I would have take. I would probably take about five running backs over him, but I get your rationale. Oh, that love. Jenkins, Singleton, Edwards. For sure. And then, and a little bit hairy. The, but the, the Will Shipley hate is not going to be stood for. Out! Branson Robinson from Georgia. He was a freshman. He is a, another guy that's built like a brick shit house. He's just fucking large. You are digging down built. the rabbit hole now. I am not. I am not. I've seen him mocked in the first round of Debbie drafts. But I would... Okay, I'll take four. I'll take those four over Will Shipley, personally. I know it's waiting a couple years on a few of them, but I think talent-wise, they're just that much better than him. They have a better... They're built better. Body-wise, things like that. We'll see. I blame this on us watching the whole fucking minute and a half right before halftime earlier while we were putting together the baby crib why you picked Will Shipley here tonight. That does play a little bit of part in it, but I will say Will Shipley is just short of six foot and he's over 200 pounds. He is. He, he's 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 built too. He is just just a little short. That's okay. I mean, a little short. The average height for running backs like five ten. Not not everybody's little. Braylon Allen and Derrick Henry. No, but those are the guys I prefer. <laughs> those are the guys. That the bigger they are, the harder they fall. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you because I do think that. Um, 
Quinchard Junkins and Nicholas Singleton, Nick Singleton, are, are both better talent wise for mm-hmm. sure. But we're waiting another year. You know, it's last time we did this. I took those guys too early. I was like, oh, you you got to wait another year. Now I'm taking the guy that's coming out this year, and now it's fuck it, wait another year. Well, damn it, you're taking my strategy right, right out from under me. I see. I, I you can't go wrong with to me. Any of those four guys we listed. I still like Will Shipley. I love Donovan Edwards. And then Judkins and Singleton are also, I feel like, great great prospects as well. Take your pick. Which one do you like better? I like Shipley right now because he's come out this year. Can't be mad at Could it. Could have been a coin flip with Edwards. But I sure can't talk shit about it. That's fine. You better take one of them guys on this next pick. I'm I'm just I'm just talking here, pal. We're just conversating while I prolong my pick because I don't know where I'm going yet. That's what I was trying to do too. It's it's a tough one. Our top quarterbacks are gone. The plethora of running backs, but I feel like we've been really running back heavy. It's been what one, two, three. Okay, it's only been four, but four out of ten, so forty percent of our picks have been running backs. Then we had three quarterbacks. Tight end, so we're... I'm surprised you haven't taken two guys I just said. I love Xavier Worthy, but I think it's a little bit too early for him. You still think so? I think so. I He may be ranked higher than some of these other guys, but I might prefer like a Luther Burden, Adam Randall over him. Malik Neighbors? No. No? Hell no. I love Malik Neighbors, but not in the first round. Second round... Maybe. Might have something. Just way too early. But I guess I will... I'll say fuck it. Laugh at me. Talk shit about it. That's fine. But I'll be happy... Golden arm? With Cam Ward. Especially given... It looks like he's returning to school. So that's why he's eligible in this. Because he has not declared one way or another. So I'll take my guy Cam Ward. Yeah, he wasn't on my list because I feel like he's... Kind of think he might be gone, but he is eligible. Absolutely, we both love Cam Ward. I mean, yeah, we we've talked. He checks every box that you want a quarterback to be able to do. I mean, we've talked miles and miles about this kid and how much I love him. So we'll you can play back almost any episode of Debbie where we talk about Cam Ward and very. It's, it'd probably be rare if you could find something bad that we've said about him. It's a love fest. Yes, it's a bromance. Maybe a little bit too much, but I like him. I like him a lot. It's the hill we're both on, and we're going to die on it. Yep. Hopefully we <clears> live, though. I'm I'm hoping. Right. So, so what freshman running back are you taking next? Man, I love me some Nick Singleton. Over Quinshawn. Still? In your no, eyes? I'm going to go Quinshawn Judkins, I think. I I have him slightly higher in my in my rankings. Um, I, I think both are, are great. The ceilings on both should be very similar. I just, I don't know. Do most people think Judkins is over Singleton? I think that's is more that of the, the contrarian take right now. I do know, I'm not going to give out any names, but a couple of very trusted, respected, good information, Debbie guys in the space, in campus again type things, they do have Quinchon over Singleton. 
some people that I really trust in the space and their opinion and what they bring to the table gotcha. as so, an analyst. So, so most people like Singleton over, but consensus I'd say is Singleton. I think it's still more of a contrarian take. Jenkins is the RB one in that class. I have him as the RB one. Oh, okay. I have him ranked over we're, Singleton. We're they're back to back, but <clears throat> that's how I have them. Yeah, they're literally back to back, neck and neck. Gun to my head, I'm taking Jenkins. Right. But I, I'll take Nick Singleton two hundred one and still be happy. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I don't think I don't even be wrong picking either one. Uh, yeah, I see why people love Singleton, but I feel and can see some prospect fatigue with him in the future. Like a Travion Henderson. Yeah, I mean he's a big, big compared huge freshman to, year, and then maybe a little bit of a slight downhill sophomore year, especially with Catron Allen yeah. behind him. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. He's just been compared to Saquon, JT already. We've already seen the big breakaway runs. He's already built. He's There is now, well, he still can fill out his frame. No, he's already there. His body is ready. Right. And I just can see some prospect fatigue with him, having to watch him for three years and watch him be pretty damn great. So, but I, I like Jenkins over him. The only thing I th- would say Singleton is better at currently it's probably receiving. I think I would. Yeah, I would say he has a little better, bit better receiving, receiving games. Yeah. But that'll kick it back to you at a two o two. It's first, mm, huh? Yeah. I, I'm gonna leave your guys. I'm gonna go. You didn't go down on Edwards, did you? I did not. No, I'm gonna go down on Edwards. Just gonna pick, please. He's the best running back available by far. on the board still to me as well. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I mean there might be one, maybe two quarterbacks I could have went with that in the same range, but mm-hmm. they'll be picked here soon anyways. Uh, maybe three. <clears throat> the wide receivers I'm like you said, I'm outside of maybe two. I feel like it's just they're all bunching up right now. Yeah. Nobody's really Outside yeah, there's of huge Marvin, tier breaks. Igbuka, and Worthy, I don't think anybody's really separated themselves from the pack, and you can take whichever player you like the most. Right. Excuse me. But, you touched on Donovan Edwards a little bit earlier, just all around back, much like Will Shipley. A great receiving back. Very versatile. We've maybe seen this year's Jameer Gibbs. Could be. I mean, we saw in Michigan, his freshman year, he was split out wide often. He had a couple 100-yard receiving games, primarily catching as a wide receiver. Right. So he's not just a check-down guy. He is a weapon in the receiving game that we've talked about this Utilized in mismatch situations, yes. Mm -hmm. So very very solid pick, and it's just crazy. He still ran for over 200 yards against OSU, Mm -hmm. so he can be a, a, you know, just on-the-ground he Run had, it down your throat. He has big play and game-breaking ability, that's for sure. Yeah, he broke, what, three against Ohio State for 70-plus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, he can do it all, literally. And then some. It's just just crazy how the current landscape of Dynasty is. People are fading running backs, and yet here we are. More than half our picks have been running backs coming through our daily teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the, the fading of running backs, but... I feel like to be a legit championship team, you have to have a guy. I also feel like the they're safer. 
as opposed to a wide receiver that we can see flash one year and then disappear. I feel like a running back when they're good, they're good. And they're going uh, yeah, to continue to be good. They're, they're running backs for sure. They're safer. They're, you're, they're either good or you're not. You know, like you said, a wide receiver, they can go out there and I'm trying to think of an example. We're hoping Traylon Burks is mm-hmm. what we hope he is. But it's not not a guarantee, you know. Um, I know previous to last year's combine, uh, Chris Olave, like I think you and I talked about it, I was like, dude, I'd be surprised if he runs a f- under a 4-5. Mm-hmm. He goes out there and runs a 4-3-8. And I'm sure that shot his draft stock way up. But you tell me he was going to be the – he was going to put up the best numbers his rookie year out of any of the wide receivers? No. No. Yeah, I remember one league had a couple, but we draft, drafted before the NFL draft, and I got Olave at like 202. Right. This was post-combine, <laughs> so just right in between combine and draft, he was still at 202. Great value there. Absolutely. So it, it, was, it was fun seeing him do what he did in that league for me just because you take the chance on him. He, Tested very well, and we know how people just cream all over themselves for those low 40 numbers or high 40 numbers, whichever way you want to look at it. Oh, absolutely. But I, I didn't think he was – nobody thought he was fast. I mean, he, he seemed to always be open, but they mm-hmm. thought it was because he was just like a route-running savant. But it seems you know, he's fucking fast, too. Yeah, uh, same thing. <clears throat> In one league, I had the 105, and I took Drake London. Hindsight, you know, looking back at it now, I should have taken Chris Olave. You know. Drake Kalina started off good, but might be a better wide receiver overall in the long run, but for competitive sake, this year, Chris Olave was a better player. Yeah. Uh, It's a fact. But getting back, I I do like Donovan Edwards. I said it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I have an affinity for these Michigan running backs. I I do. Don't know what it is. I don't either. Closet Michigan fan. You know where you should be. Can't be a closet Michigan fan. I bleed scarlet and gray, but... Yeah. It is what it is. But after shitting on receivers, flaming out and whatnot, I'll pick Xavier Worthy at 203. <clears throat> Long enough. And kind of. Same thing I've talked about a couple times coming out in the 24 class. Compared to who I would be picking at a different position would be a 25 guy. So Wade, Xavier Worthy has done it for two years now at Texas. Who's. Proven he's a good, damn good receiver. Hasn't disappeared. Had some struggles, but new quarterback, all that good stuff. So it was bound to happen. So that's who I'm going to take it two or three. My easily my best available wide receiver according oh, to my rankings. Without a doubt, I I think Xavier Worthy is also um, kind of hurting because they're not letting him use his whole route tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've said it before, and we'll continue to say it until it changes, but. You know, he can do more than just fly and go routes. Now in the, the Alamo Bowl, I believe that was the bowl game against Washington, he, he did do some more than just streaks. So he did some slants, sat down on some zones, on some curl routes. Hey, he did say did, that he, he sat that one down on the curl route and dropped it or something. Yep, unfortunately he didn't finish the play, but he got open. So he did do a little bit more. Oh, so we'll ex- see. Expand on that next year. Exactly. Hopefully. <laughs> We'll kick it to you at 204. What are you thinking here? Since he's eligible, I think I want to take Blake Corum. There you go. I'm thinking. I think Blake Corum, man. I mean, since he's 
you know, he says he's 50-50, although I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think he should still be eligible to be drafted in this format because he's, you know, he can come back. I don't think he does. Oh, yeah. I will, I think, I'll allow it. I think Blake Corm here is great value. Anybody that has not declared for the 23 draft is eligible for this exercise, so. Yeah, I really, I like Blake, again, Michigan running backs. I have an affinity for him. You just want to take J.J. McCarthy while you're at it, or? No, I don't want him. I don't want his bum ass. That's unfortunate. You're missing the best ones. But, oh, you're right. Yeah, the best running back of, of the Michigan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just might be. That's a good pick. No. No. Not this early. As much as I want to, I'll I'll stick with Texas and my affinity for them. I'll take Jatavian Sanders. That's who it was between me too, Blake and Jatavian. And again, this is 1.75 tight end premium. Jatavion is just a beast. He's an athlete. He was the number one athlete in this recruiting class. He slimmed down. Seems like a good bit, or at least put on muscle. He's toned up a lot. Yeah, he, he reminds me a little bit of uh, Darnell Washington a little bit more. Yeah, just a little bit. Like muscle-wise. Yeah, like two inches shorter. Yeah. So he's a very athletic tight end, what we all look for. He'll have a very high RAS score. Yeah, 6'4", 250. He's, he's also a big boy. Mm-hmm. Could be very good tight end at the next level, I think. Or big slot guy, maybe. He's a, Reminds me of some Devin Funches. Yeah, but Funches played more wide receiver in college, didn't he? He transitioned, yeah. yeah. Funches was a little slider in build, too. Like, his height was about the same, but he yeah, was, was skinnier. Yeah, he was 6'4", but he was like 220, 230. Yeah, yeah. I think he was, he was skinnier. But I like that comparison. I could see it. Jatavian Sanders could also drop 20 pounds and probably do the same shit. Mm-hmm. He could be like a, a Jaheim Bell, how South Carolina was using him basically as Debo Samuel from back in the day at South Carolina. Right. Running the ball into rounds, things like that. So he could turn that type of player that you can use him in all types of roles. Absolutely. Was that some good water? It was some great water. I'm glad it was worth interrupting us for. Well, the bottom of the, the Sam's Club water, the water Whoa. bottle was cheap. So they're saving the damn earth, man. It's still plastic. Poverty water. It is twenty percent recycled plastic. Only twenty? That's it? I don't know. I just saw the water waters number. are like sixty percent. Listen. Any, anyways, it's, it's 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 just water. I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt. Ah, sorry. The bottle is made with twenty percent recycled plastic. That's what you said before. Is it? Yes. Well, I just read the whole sticker. But that's the national average, so they're on par. Hey, as long as they're average. C's passing. What? It's right. 6 Where's your head at here? Thinking maybe another quarterback? Yeah, but I'm almost... Man, I would hate... No, I can't do that. I was thinking about Arch, but... I think, I it's, think it's way too I early. It's that. Early. Yeah. I might surprise you. I might not. Mr. Sam. Shadur? Shadur. I only say this because I feel like he's going to blow up in Colorado. That he is, I think. They're, you know, like I said, I've done more, a little bit more deep dive than you on that whole situation and staff and scheme. And you know, Prime brought in the head coach. Yes, the, a head coach to an offensive coordinator. He was head coach at Kent State. I think they were the top five fastest offenses, high-flying, up-tempo. 
high octane, lots of scoring. He brought him in to transform this offense. Shadur is going to be giving the keys to the Ferrari. He's going to be great. I, be- I, mean, I believe he's going to be great in this offense. I think so, too. I mean, you, Travis Hunter, I think we've only started to scrape the top of the iceberg, him at wide receiver. And I don't know if was it Kevin Coleman. I don't know he if he's is not committed. committed her yet. But if he does come there, man, man, that'd be so sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> a, he's been great his whole college career, both years. High, high completion percentage, touchdowns, very good decision-making, uh, low interceptions. A good TD interception ratio also can run the ball. I feel like <clears throat> there are quite a few people in the Dynasty or, or Debbie community who – Knock on him because he, you know, wasn't at a Division One school. So, yeah, but yeah, I feel like he'll, yeah, yeah. I feel like those people are gonna realize that he's legit when he goes out there and passes for over four thousand yards and again does forty touchdowns and six interceptions. I, I feel like he's gonna his value is gonna blow up this year. I just hope that Colorado and USC play next year. I would love to see him versus Caleb Williams. That'd be pretty cool. That would. could do wonders for him if he performs well against them. Yeah, absolutely. And that would just be a fun game in general. That'd be fun, though, yeah. It'd be our firework game in Harlock. No, we no, score 24-17. We won't even talk about that game week. Oh, yeah, we would. We just wouldn't say fireworks. Yeah, we'd say it's going to be a low, low-scoring defensive slugfest. That's exactly what we'll say. But, yeah, that's – I really like Shadur Sanders. You, you turned me on to him. I mean, last off season, and uh, he's just he's just growing on me. <clears throat> might be a little to, might might be a little early for him. I, I, glad I, to hear. I it will give you that, but you I, were I really like him. You were in that crowd of not believing and shitting on him for playing. Oh, Jackson I mean, State. I I still. It's not me shitting on them. I just wish that they would play against colleges and teams with higher talent standards. I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, he's, he's yeah. There was a big old interview, an article from with Dion about Jackson State in particular and the HBCUs playing like Group of Five, Power Five teams, and why it's not in the best interest of HBCUs and things like that. Was that uh, the one with Shannon Sharp? Possibly. Because I know he was he did an interview with Shannon Sharp, and um, Shannon Sharp was like, "Well, yeah, you're making all this money," and Dion was like, "No, they're not making any money." And Shannon Sharp was like, how? And Dion broke it down to him, like, okay, we're going to go play so-and-so, and they're going to give us $600,000. Now we got a charter jet out there, mm-hmm. and then we got to put the kids and the band and everybody up in a hotel room and feed them. He was like, you know, so we got $600,000, but all these expenses when we get back is a million dollars. So really, we lost money going out there to play. Mm-hmm. And we got our asses beat. So it's lose-lose, and you probably players probably get hurt. I mean, what's... I mean, it's it's really not a payday if your expenses out outweigh your your rate of pay. It's, right. And you know, it's never worth getting a, a college athlete hurt. That's probably not going to make it to the NFL. Oh. I mean, you hate to see anybody get hurt, especially a kid that's probably not going to play past college ball. Yeah, I saw going with the Prime thing. He has a there's a series on Amazon Prime called Coach Prime. I just saw that on my Fire Stick earlier this evening. I didn't know that was out, so I'm. And add that to my list, and I'm gonna have to watch that and see what. It's, it's on what? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay. Yep. Is it the, included? The one your Amazon kids like Prime? to rent all the damn videos on. Yeah, they they got me for twenty bucks last week. Not even last week, like in a day. I, as far as I know, it's free. I didn't look much into it. I 
just saw an ad for it and wanted to turn it off. I was like, ah, I better add that now before I forget about it. Right. But back to the mock draft and what we are here for, since you stole my guy, some bitch. Were you about to take him? He was one of my three. He was yes. one of your three? Well, now it's two. And I'll go ahead with the freshman from Zoo, Luther Burden, class of 2025 wide receiver. Some talk that Burden could transfer, but he is coming back to Missouri. Probably not the wisest choice for him, his development, but we saw flashes of him already in his freshman year when he did get the chance. Electric player. I love him. We'll see if he continues to improve and progress. Was So he, he was going to transfer but decided to come back? It was rumored that he's going to transfer, oh, okay. but he so never... He, didn't, he never entered the portal? Nope, he didn't pull a Keyshawn Butte. So it wasn't like uh, there was a crystal ball where they thought he'd go? Mm. I gotcha. Mm. I gotcha. Hmm. Kick it to you at 208. Hmm. Another one of Derek's famous hmm as he comes up to the podium to pick. I'm going to pick JJ. There you go. It's a good pick. Hard not to. This late. Um, I mean, I'm not the, I'm not going to sit here and dog him, but I'm also not the biggest fan of JJ. I think he's got a lot of room to grow, um, you know, passing wise. Yeah, but he's young, man. And he, you know, <clears throat> led Michigan to an undefeated season in his first season starting. And they beat the Bucks on big plays and he made two or three of them that wound up in touchdowns. Yeah. So, uh, granted, they were most of them. Only one of them was like a, a, a deepish ball, but I mean, he, you got to give flowers where it's due. Yes, you I, do. I like JJ. I've always liked him. It's a damn good pick, especially considering the quarterbacks left on the board with NFL potential that we've already seen play. There's plenty of them on the board with NFL potential that we haven't seen much out of, and got a whole season to watch JJ and. What he did last season in this sparing role. It's a good pick. And then I'll go ahead and take somebody I brought up earlier. Branson Robinson from Georgia. This could be the next Georgia running back headed to the NFL. Highly drafted. Big guy. Very, very muscular man he is. So I really, he can go in between tackles and go outside the tackles. So we'll see. How, he didn't really do too much this year, but of course, they have veterans in front of him, like Kenny McIntosh, Kendall Milton. So we'll see a little bit more of Branson Robinson next year. And getting him this late in the draft, that's a pretty good lottery ticket I'm willing to bet on. It's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Derek is coming to the podium, apparently. Yes, I, I am. It's an interesting pick you're about to put in here, I bet. Fuck it. Eric Gilbert. It doesn't... You don't get much more of a ceiling than you do with Eric Gilbert. No. I, I, again, another guy you turned me on to is his freshman year at LSU. I think he fucking killed it. Um, unfortunately, he, well, he played two years at Georgia, right? Or technically played one, but he was there for two, right? Yeah, there for two. Um, it's you know so his sophomore year at Georgia I don't think he even touched the field uh, last year I think he had two receptions for 16 yards yeah. and a touchdown but hey that 50% touchdown rate is unmatched yes I mean I think we talked about that last week when we were on squad cast and it fucked up we did yes but um, 
No, Eric Gilbert, I think he's another guy. I like a Brock Bowers as can fucking do it all. I mean, he's a great receiver. He, blocking, eh. But he's a guy that can come in and immediately contribute. But he is a big enough guy to where he can block. He's not slight of frame or anything no, like he, that. No, he can block, but I'm, I'm not going to sit there and say he is a blocking tight end. I wouldn't say he's like George Kittle-esque. No, 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 no. It's not a bad pick this late. You know, we're, we're looking for upside here. There's no, especially in a such a tight end premium league as what we're doing. This, I think, I think it's a good pick. There's no really proven studs left that we've seen one or two years out of, or surefire prospects at this point. So why not take a dart throw on a very high upside guy in a premium position in this type of league? And I'll I'll do the same. Nope. Yes, sir. My man Oscar Delp. It was between him and Gilbert for me. So I love Oscar Delp. I hopefully with uh, Darnell Washington, he has not declared yet, but it's assumed he's going to go with the DC. He's going to get hopefully with him moving out. Our A and Eric Gilbert, Oscar Delp will move in and have a pretty large role next to Brock Bowers next year. But if you have not watched our Oscar Delp highlights or know much about him. I highly suggest you do. I did the same to you when you were like, who the fuck is that? As your number three tight end in your rankings. And I showed you the spring game, I think it was, and he just went out there and killed it. Yeah, man. Yeah. He plays like a wide receiver in a tight end's body. He's I'm, he's kind of like Kyle Pitts. I'm not comparing Kyle Pitts, but he... <laughs> he's kind of like Pitts, but he's I'm not comparing him. I'm not, I just want to make that clear. There is no comparison being made there. But he can play in line. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. You can move him around anywhere, much it's like you can. He's versatile and can be a mismatch nightmare. I mean, coming into Georgia, 6'5, 225. So Kyle Pitts type of, type of frame. Not your traditional tight end like Brock Bowers. Right. But in this type of league, give me the. High upside receiving tight end. No, absolutely. These guys that can go out there and get 100 yards a week, fuck yeah. Why not? That's yeah. why Brock Bowers went so early. Yeah, <clears throat> I got I got both of them. Right. <laughs> Georgia guys. But we'll go ahead and we'll cap it at two rounds for this go-round and see what's come up with the 212. We'll, we'll do another one of these next month and get some more, some more info on these players and some more... Highlight watching, tape grinding on the 2026 guys coming in. I didn't really, really had that. Um, this is tough. Yeah. I know who I'd be taking. You go to LSU? He does not. Go to Texas? No, surprisingly. He's a freshman. At 25 or freshman coming in? Freshman <clears throat> coming in. Is he going to Texas? Nope, he's going to SC. I'd be taking Malachi Nelson at this point. To be honest. Malachi Nelson over Arch? Arch is good. Arch is, could be great. But Malachi brings that rushing upside as well, athleticism. He is the number two quarterback in this class, recruiting-wise. And he's going to play under the quarterback whisperer, Lincoln Riley. 
Meanwhile, Arch. But it also was playing in the Big Ten come that time. He is. You're not wrong. So that's going to even better prepare him for the NFL. You're right. Ass kicked. I hope so. I hope so. But because I don't want them California pricks come in our conference and taking over like they could. But I I like his upside better. His pro potential. We'll, we'll go with Malachi Nelson because I I I'm not going to disagree with you because he does have running upside and he I like the coaching better at USC like you said Lincoln Riley he's just the god of quarterbacks I mean he's got three quarterbacks that he's coached three to Heisman's four three or four I know Kyler Kyler Jalen no Jalen did not want it so three Baker Kyler Caleb Williams. Jalen was there. He did not want it. I don't think so. Thought Jalen wanted. it. Uh, let's see what Google tells me. What year was that? Seventeen. Uh, yeah, that was Joe Burrow. Jalen was the runner-up. Okay. Regardless, like you said, QB whisperer. Um, I, I Three just, Heisman winners and a runner-up. Yeah. If <clears throat> consecutively. Four of them within the last six years. Yeah, three. Those those four quarterbacks in six Baker, years. Baker, Kyler, Jalen worked consecutively, and then Caleb yeah. was this past year. So, yeah. I, I, I'll agree with you. I I like Arch Manning a lot, and he's won one thousandths. One one thousandths? No. One, one, one ten thousandths of a point off of a perfect grade, according to 24-7 sports, but... Malachi Nelson's only 27. I don't even know how to fucking do the decimals. Malachi Nelson's really close to Yes, I mean, can't, I wouldn't be mad at Arch Manning, but that... Let's be contrarian. Arch Manning's going to be picked by most people as the first uh, freshman coming in, so fuck it. Yeah, I'm sure we will get prospect fatigue with him. Arch Manning, absolutely, because uh, yeah, I feel like it's already coming with like Quinn Ewers, and Quinn Ewers was supposed to be, you know, that guy too. Yeah. So we'll. we'll I think see. I think I got prospect fatigue from Quinn, Quinn Ewers when he enrolled early. I love Quinn, but I wouldn't. At this point, it's like every other week. He's great, then he sucks. Nobody wants him, then everybody wants him. Consistency it's, thing. Back and forth, it's like people Anthony, don't know what to do Anthony with them. Richardson without the rushing upset. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's about the narrative for him. He sucks, then he's good, then he sucks. And, but we'll see what he does next year. I'm hoping for a bounce back. And maybe without Bijan, they'll be a little bit more pass heavy. I was going to say, be maybe. a little bit better for him. Right. He might develop a little bit more because he's not just handing the ball off to Bijan that's going to get 150, 200 yards a game. So. We'll see. It'll be interesting. We touched on the Texas situation earlier. So it'll be interesting to see what that offense evolves wouldn't, into. It, I know it wouldn't have been this year, but last season, last offseason, wasn't it a uh, QB battle between him and Hudson Card? Yeah, And Hudson supposedly. Card transferred. So yep, Card transferred. Got, uh, even if there was anybody breathing down his back, it's no longer. Arch Manning will be there early, enrollee, if I believe so. And yeah, then also, as far as I've seen... Malik Murphy, one of my favorite freshmen from this last recruiting class, is still there. So some highly touted guys right behind him, right going to be on his ass at some point. Do you like Malik Murphy over Arch for the same reasons you like Malachi Nelson? 
I like Malik Murphy a lot. I think he was a little bit under... Underrated? Yeah, I think he... Or late... He was a late bloomer. He was a late bloomer. Process. He did beat Quinn Ewers. <clears throat> it was either at the Elite 11 camp to win it, or he beat him in one of their high school games. One of the two. I can't remember off the top of my head. high school game. Yeah, it was one of the two. It but in, he, yeah. he beat Quinn straight up. He played better. So, I like him a lot. He's about 6'5", 230, 225, a big Vince Young type of guy. The Texas guy. So, I, I love him. Uh, if I'm Sark, he's probably above Archmanning on the depth chart next year, given he's one year in. And he's, you know, one year in, worked the system, knows the playbook, all that well, good stuff. It's kind of the same discussion we were having earlier with the OSU quarterbacks. Like, you get this highly touted guy coming in, but he should automatically be a red shirt. Freshman year, you know. Yeah, I remember Bobby Bowden, and his rule was at Florida State: you don't start until you're a redshirt junior. He wants you there for three years, learning it, everything inside and out before he rolls out as a starting quarterback. I mean, I, I think that's a little extreme, but you know, if you've got two guys senior ahead of you that are also extremely, and obviously, Murphy and Ewers were both highly recruited. Mm-hmm. You're not going to come in and kick both of them right back. You know what I mean? I mean, that's. You can be a Manning or you can be a Brady. It ain't gonna happen. Right. I mean, you'd have to be something fucking, something fucking stupid special. Yeah. What she honestly, I've not watched a whole hell of a lot of stuff on Arch Manning, just because all the hype around him and everything like that. I just haven't yet. To to be completely and truthfully honest, from what I've seen of Arch Manning, I liked Quinn Ewers' junior tape better. Oh, his junior tape was phenomenal. Yeah. And I know he was a perfect recruit, and Arch is not. I mean, not a perfect 100, but... Which I'm, I'm surprised. I feel like they're, they're giving out I feel like they're giving out 100s a lot easier because that Dan, whatever, the guy that decommitted from Ohio State, Riolu, Riali? Riola. Yeah. He's he's also a 1,000, I think, or 100. Yeah, which means 24-7. They are the largest recruiting service, so they got the most info. I believe. I would I would think so. But that'll that'll wrap it up for this week's episode of Debbie Football Talk. Hopefully we see some good playoff games later this today. And have some pretty good New Year's six games. You and I, as we talked about the sports betting, yeah. will be heavily involved in those I will games. be losing some money. Well, yeah, probably. Hopefully winning, but I'm I'm not counting on it. So as that clock hits twelve oh one, my ass will be at my desk. On my computer, on DraftKings, FanDuel. What are you, oh, you going to do FanDuel and DraftKings? Yep. Uh, I'll do Caesar just because they gave us a promo. It's free betting money, so of course I'm going to use it up. Why not, right? But I will, that was me, sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to get the gold cage. But I will be mostly DraftKings, FanDuel, whichever one has a more favorable line, what I'm looking at. But those will be the main two I use. Uh, price picks, if they have it, I'll dab on that. I'm really hoping Sleeper gives us their under over-under game. Gets that would be really nice, yeah. I've played it when I was in Texas for a few days. I was a fan of it. It's same concept as price picks, if you guys know what that is. So I, they've added a few more features on it. So I'd like to get in that. Plus, that's what we use for all fantasy leagues. I know me personally, you didn't play anything but Sleeper Leagues. You, you don't expand and go out there and try and do shit as much as I do and regret it. But I cut out all my C2Cs, all my wacky leagues that are on 
MFL, so I'm back to sleeper only for all my leagues. So it'd be nice to have some prop betting on that platform as well, not have to use a different app. Yeah, I, I did a couple that were on different platforms, and I just I'm in love with, with sleeper. I just I can't. It's the best platform out there. I remember I, I first bought you the sleeper years Underdog ago. for other shit. Best ball, yeah. But other, but that's about the only one that I would use besides sleeper. And I don't even know if I'm necessarily on the use side. Yeah, I did some underdog this year like you, but I'm not going to do it again next year. If I want to play best ball, I'm going to... I'll just do a best ball league. I already commissioned 90. When we did the the underdog, I don't think Sleeper had best ball at that time, did they? They did, but it's not, you know... Underdogs, you you go in there and you just pick, hey, I want to play for five bucks in this lobby, and you get put in and it fills up. Totally random. Yeah, you don't do any work. It's all done for you, which we did on Sleeper. We'd have to find people and all that. But, you know, after this year, I'll commission 100% of our leagues. So, if we want to play best ball, we'll just toss one together and go from there. Or mm-hmm. FanDuel has best ball that we can play. So, we can always just use FanDuel and do a best ball draft. I might have to cut down on some of the dynasty stuff. That way I can do some sports betting. All right, then. I'm going to need a new co-host. You can hit me up on Twitter at Gump7285 if you're interested because this jackass is getting the boot after that nonsense he just spurred out. Well, we're still doing five more lineups or five more leagues next year. I'm just saying don't do ten. I said at least five. But well, don't do ten. Okay, we'll do eight. I thought you were going to do nine. I like to leave a little breathing room for a late startup again. Like we, we did last we do, year. We need to do one of those. I'd like to do a, a startup, like a mid-season startup or something. We could put that in the works. I'd like that. That'd be cool. And playing it out. We we talked about one this year, but it was a little bit past midseason. Yeah, so it was it kinda was like three quarter season. Might as well just wait till it was almost playoffs. Might, might as well wait till January at that point. But Absolutely. we can play one out and start it like week six, Four, seven. Six, yeah. That way we're done by mid season. But we'll figure it out. But that'll do it for this week's episode of Debbie Football Talk once again. And hopefully we get some damn good football this weekend. You guys have a happy new year. Hopefully the Wolverines win. And believe it or not, I'm pulling for the Buckeyes to win. I'd like to see a rematch. That way you can put all the nonsense to bed that Michigan is better than Ohio State. And we are the top dog in that rivalry now. Oh, that bullshit. Well, we'll see you guys again next week. And go blue and happy new year. Happy new year, guys. See ya. OH. Hi-oh. Oh, no.